Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning here at Wax 104.5, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, jukebox junkie Ken Mellons. Seven minutes before 5 a.m., good morning again. It is a beautiful morning. If you're just waking up, the stars are out, the skies a little bit little funky out there but overall it is a beautiful morning we are at 14 degrees right here in the eau claire chippewa falls menominee area but get those boots get the snow pants get the hat get the mittens get the shovels get the gasoline for those snow blowers because guess what we are going to be going into a winter storm watch starting tomorrow afternoon through thursday yeah they said at first three to seven, and I'm like, well, that's not bad. Three to seven inches of snow, I can deal with that. Now they're talking 10 inches, 12 inches, 15 inches of snow for certain areas in our listening area. So get everything ready. You don't have to go crazy at the grocery store. Just get a few things if you need to. Otherwise, it's going to get snowy. We just got rid of it, too. I was all excited. And what else is going on today? It's President's Day, so it's markets are going to be closed today, but we do have the overnight update from Friday and over the weekend, but they will be closed today. And we have some big things going on. National FFA Week is kicking off this week. It actually started on Saturday and will wrap up on Friday. So if you're out and about, support those local FFA chapters. They appreciate it. And we've got some birthdays. We'll be talking about them coming up in just a little bit two of them today that I'm aware of, and both from the same town. So stay tuned to find out who's getting older today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So we are on Monday, February 20th, President's Day, part of the National FFA Week. And as many of you know, I live in Nilsville. However, I'm originally from that loyal area. Everyone who knows me knows exactly where I grew up. And we have two loyal birthdays today. We've got Mr. Greg Coleman'sberger living in Loyal. Happy birthday to you. And I think a special birthday song for my mother, Valora Rail. Happy birthday to my mom. 
I won't tell you her age because we don't talk about women's ages. I think she's 29 again, though. So, happy birthday to Greg Comansberger and my mother, Valora Rail. And let's play her a fun song. She wanted something from the year she was born. That didn't happen. So I decided to kick back to last year, something that happened on our family's farm, Farm Tech Fest. First ever country music festival to happen at Farm Technology Days. One of her favorite artists. Here he is, Sawyer Brown. Six days on the road. Happy birthday, Mom. Five o'clock on Wax 104.5. That song goes out to my mom. Happy birthday today. 29 again. I think she looks pretty good, if I might say so myself, for 29. But it is 5 o'clock. We've got to get moving on to the news. Weather and markets, we've got a busy morning going on here at Wax 104.5. So let's check in with our news on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in on that national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw says he supports the community of East Palestine, Ohio, where a train derailment this month left concerns over a toxic chemical spill. He stopped briefly in the town Saturday amid heavy criticism of his rail company's response. The company has kept a low profile around the town, saying it pulled out of a community meeting because of physical threats to employees. National Security Advisor John Kirby says President Biden is expected to defend the country's continued commitment to supporting Ukraine when he visits Poland this week. As the president has said, we're going to support Ukraine for as long as it takes, and he means that, as long as it takes. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, Kirby said Ukraine's air defense is critical as the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion approaches. Nikki Haley isn't focused on former President Trump heading into the 2024 presidential election. I think we need new energy going in. I think we need to leave the status quo of the past and start looking ahead. And that's what I'm going to do. And as much as people want to talk about other opponents, there will be more. Many of them are my friends. My focus is on American families. Haley, who also served as Trump's U.S. ambassador to the U.N., added her focus is on defeating Joe Biden. Michigan State University is resuming classes this morning after last week's deadly mass shooting. MSU interim president Teresa Woodruff said the school continues to hold the victims' families in our hearts as they remember and celebrate their loved ones lost and grieve that loss. Funerals were held over the weekend for two of the three victims killed in the shooting. A service for the third student will take place in the coming days. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And that's what we have to say about our Wax Holiday Vacations farm tour in California. More folks who have been with us for the whole trip. Bob and Sandy Cox from the, the Stanley area. And uh, Sandy, what have you thought about the trip so far? We've seen a, a lot of California and a lot of different activities in agriculture. Yeah, the wine train um, was very fun. Uh, the dairy, the Amarosa, the 3,000 cow dairy was very interesting. I really enjoyed that. And uh, all in all, it's been very nice. A lot of nice people. Did you learn anything about uh, olive oil or anything like that? Well, yeah, we know nothing about olive oil. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, the the way they grow them and the pressing and everything, that was very fascinating, I thought. so. And uh, interesting land. Did you ever think you'd see so many uh, trees in an orchard as we've seen along the road? Almond trees? I didn't know there was that many in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, just acres and acres and acres, yeah, tons. And it's a little cool out here right now, but uh, it's still better than home. Yeah, yeah, we haven't had a day where we haven't needed our jackets, but it's still better than snow. Well, that is for sure. Sandy is with us, too. And, uh, Bob, special trip for you. You turned a year older on this trip, I understand. Yeah, yeah at least I'm above the ground, I guess. You look at that way. <laughs> well, what's been, uh, been the highlights for you? I guess, I guess just they brought awareness of us of the water. You know, even in the hotels there, they want you to conserve water. And, like, the dairies, you know, they almost wear the water out. They reuse it, reuse it. And uh, water's the big deal here if you ain't got water, you ain't got nothing, you know, so. And uh, they said everybody makes a big deal out of that heavy rains they got earlier this year. But they said to them, that's not the deal. They look at the mountains. That's right, yeah. The, their water comes from the mountains, and, and they want more reservoirs put in because majority of the water on that heavy rain went out to the ocean. They get nothing out of it. So the water is here if they would cons- would build enough dams, you know. Then they'd be sitting good, but... Uh, when we went to World Ag Expo, did you identify every piece of equipment we saw, or were there some things that were new to you? No, there's a lot of it was new. I had I talked to the New Holland guys, and they had grape harvesters, and they explained how that worked and this and that. And that was just unbelievable how much different stuff. There was very few uh, manufacturers that we even seen before. You know, there's all kinds of, from a lot of it from Italy and stuff like that, so very interesting. Anything you take back home to Stanley? No, no. Equipment-wise? I don't think so. No. There ain't many grapes over that way. So no, that's for sure. Happy birthday. Thank you. All right, Bob and Sandy Cox. Bill and Carol uh, Griesbach from over in Roselleville also with us. And, uh, Bill, 3,000 cow dairy, uh, rotary parlor, a little different than your robots, but interesting. Yeah, it's awful interesting. You, you see awful big farms over here, but, you know, the farmer that we stopped by, he says that they have to have 200 cows just to pay for their permits that they have here. And I talked to a different farmer at the farm tech show there, and he says, I got a small herd. He says, 1,000 cows. He says, awful small herd here. Yeah, Joey Arroso, where we were, he said he's got to write a check every year, what, a hundred or $200,000 just to get his permits so he can start farming. Yes, and, you know, they got, you see big farms here, but they got issues with land and water. Uh, their land, I talked to a guy, he says, the cheapest land out here is $10,000. And he says, you can buy irrigated land for 45000 not 4500 $45,000 an acre. And you see these fields, they're just... Tremendous fields, and you can even see farmers where, where they got all these cows. You think that they'd be crop farming these lands, and they got trees that uh, right up to their buildings, and they're hauling in corn from 50 to 75 miles away. It's a different way to farm, and we didn't go on it, but we did see an awful lot of cattle in one place at uh, Harris Ranch feedlot. Yeah, they had a hundred thousand animals. You, you, you just go by, you just see roofs and roofs, and they don't have no sidewalls at like at home. But there's a mess of roofs and a lot of animals out there. Boy, that's for sure. So a different agriculture, but it all produces food for the American public. 
Bill Griesbach, Bill and Carol with us from the Roselleville as we wrap up the farm tour in California. I Bob Bosold. Thank you so much, Bob. And wrapping up that amazing farm tour, I can't even fathom a hundred thousand cattle on one farm. That's just amazing. Hopefully someday we'll get a chance to see that ourselves, but wow, great trip, and they sound like they have a great time, and welcome back to Wisconsin. Here's a foot of snow. (laughs) They'll have a great time with that. But let's take a look at the weather. We're about 10 minutes after that 5 o'clock hour. Right now, we are not in that winter storm watch. It will take effect tomorrow, but they are talking here in the next day. We're going to be bumped up to that winter storm warning. They're calling for snow, bad road conditions, visibility, low visibility, and lots of wind. So today, we've got a cloudy day coming, a little bit of breezy, and there is a chance of snow, but less than an inch today. High of 37 degrees. Tonight, some scattered snow, about an inch. Low of 13. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Then the snow, 25. Tuesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night, snow, snow, and snow. Tomorrow night, though, 20 degrees for the low. Wednesday, 26 degrees. Wednesday night, that's when it cools off, 17 degrees. Temperatures around the area right now for President's Day, Dan, or Greg Coleman's burger's birthday and my mom's birthday. Medford's at 11 degrees. La Crosse is at 21. Marshfield at 18. Green Bay at 25. Rice Lake is at 10. Wausau's at 18. Madison, 23. Milwaukee, 28. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 14 degrees. And that watch has not taken effect yet, so keep an eye on what you're doing. If you have to go with work and drive on the roads the next couple days, give yourself plenty of time. Go slow. Better to be safe than sorry. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, these morning markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We've got your choice fed beef steers, $1.57 to $1.64. Your mixed, $141 to $156. Choice fed beef heifers, $157 to $164. Your mixed, $142 to $156. Choice fed Holstein steers, $126 to $135. Select and silage fed 90 to 125. Cows are at 76 to 106. Bulls up to 104. Butcher hogs 40 to 75. Sows 49 and a half to 53. Boars 25 to 26 and a half. No quota on the shorn market lambs, but your unshorn market lambs are at 140 to 155. Your feeder lambs 140 to 250. Ewes 70 to 95. Small goats 70 to 200. Medium goats 160 to 280. Large are at 200 to 510. And your nanny goes 190 to 380. Switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for February's at 163.57, up 80 cents. April's at 164.65, up six, up 57 cents. June is at 160.12, up 40 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 186.52, up 30. April's at 190.45, down 15. May's at 194.35, down 12. Lean hogs for April's at 85.27, down 50 cents. May is at 94.40, down 45. June is at 102.72. That's down 42 cents. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade. Now, the markets were open on the overnight over the weekend, but now are closed for the President's Day. So on the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn up just a penny at 6.77. March oats up a fraction at 3.63. March beans up a fraction at 15.27. March soybean meal down 30 cents to 4.91.10 a ton. March wheat up a fraction at 7.65. 
On the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged from last week at 154 and three quarters. Blocks remained unchanged from Thursday at $1.88. And your double A grade butter hit the skids a little bit, down four and a half cents to 237 and a half. Class three futures for February down two at 1790. March up a penny at 1765. April down six at 1783. May down six at 1828. June down a nickel at 1878. And then those markets were downward trending into the fall. I know, it's pretty unbelievable. We'll have Diamond Rio tell you all about it. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. And before we get into speaking with Derek Van Orden, we're going to touch base on some farm news real quick. I like this story, so I'm going to tell you this one. In farm years, a 12-year-old engine is often not broken in on many dairy farms. That really doesn't matter to legislators and regulators in California, though. Effective January of this year, diesel-fueled vehicles... Model years 2010 and older with a gross vehicle weight rating of 14,000 pounds or greater are banned from the Golden State's highways. And to add to it, the State of California Department of Motor Vehicles will refuse registration, renewal, or transfer of diesel-fueled vehicles in that category. Now, that's just the start. Annual fleet audits will take place and owners that aren't in compliance will face fines and a complete hold on all DMV registrations. However, there's a small reprieve for some pre-2010 diesel truck owners. If you can document that the truck did not exceed 1,000 miles through the entire year, the truck may be registered and remain on those roadways. The owners have to participate in California's heavy-duty inspection and maintenance program. Funny fact, keep in mind, 1,000 miles per year equals to just under 3 miles a day. (laughs) who can drive less than three miles every day and document that? So, yeah, and a new chapter will be coming to California law in 2035 when they will ban all diesel engines in those size categories. So some interesting stuff there. I don't know what the truckers are going to do. They'll have to figure out something. It'll be interesting. But Bob had a chance to speak with Derek Von Orden, our U.S. representative. He'll be joining us next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin has a member on the House Agriculture Committee. That's newly elected 3rd District Congressman Derek Van Orden. Tell us how it came to be. You expressed early on you wanted to be on the Agriculture Committee during the campaign. How did this come to be? What was the process? You just told Congressman Thompson that uh, I want to be on that committee. Here there's a 22-member steering committee, it's called. Uh, it starts with all the Republican leadership, and then you vote regionally for your steering committee representatives. Ours was uh, Brian Stiles. He's from the other side of the state, or by Kenosha. And you go and you interview with every member of the steering committee, and you explain to them why you should be on these different committees. And it's to help your district, to help your state, uh, you know, why you're qualified to do this, um, and then uh, how you think you can best serve on the committee. So I went around, I interviewed with 22 different people, explained to them about the district. You know, we have not had a member on the agriculture committee from the third congressional district in 26 years. And it's not, you know, the big sexy committee. It's not on television and people don't send you checks in the mail and all that stuff, but it's a workhorse committee and it's the best uh, selection for my district. What are some of the things that you told them that you'd like to advocate for agriculture? It's an organic district. It's a dairy district. It's on the Mississippi River. What kind of things did you tell them? I told them that we need to have a voice at the table of somebody that understands farming. 
somebody that uh, is completely dedicated. And this is what I told GT. I said, GT, I want to become the cheese king of Congress. So I want to be the dairy and cheese expert. From the state of Wisconsin, for Pete's sakes, read a license plate. It says the dairy state on the license plate. So I want to do that to make sure that uh, we're properly represented and that we can hopefully stabilize as much as we can this, this you know volatile commodities market to make sure that our farmers are respected. I also told him that I want to make sure that we are educating our youth and bringing them into agriculture uh, because we're you know one generation away from not being able to raise our own food. I also told him this, you know, my, my background, I'm a retired Navy SEAL senior chief, and I wrote some unconventional warfare campaign plans, including the one being exercised in Ukraine right now. And so when I say food security is national security, I know what I'm talking about, and that we are nine meals away from anarchy at any point. So when we talk about how do we make sure that at any given uh, point in time in the United States of America we're able to feed our people, I understand how to make sure that we can implement some food safety things, that we can implement some security things to make sure we don't, for instance, have, like, JBS getting hacked again. There's only four meat cutters in, in the country. JBS uh, got hacked. That was a malicious uh, uh, attack. So we lost 25% of our ability to process meats in a blink of an eye. And you are getting into Congress uh, in a very critical year. 2023, we've got to write a new farm bill. How far along, or what is the process you've heard from the chairman, Tom, Mr. Thompson, about uh, putting proposals together, having meetings to start talking about putting this together, but both the Republicans and the Democrats, so we need a bipartisan bill here, as you know, and what kind of proposals are you putting forward specifically on a farm bill? Well, here's where we're at with the farm bill. Uh, me and a bunch of the members of the committee went up to uh, Pennsylvania with GT to the Pennsylvania Farm Show, which I'll be honest with you, um, it's pretty neat. They got a whole bunch of stuff, but these guys take big blocks of mozzarella cheese and then they bread it really thickly and then deep fry it. And they call them cheese cubes. And uh, we're just, we're doing this panel in front of like 300 people. And uh, it's like, look, I got to tell you, you guys are doing cheese curds wrong. You need to come to Wisconsin. I mean, I represent Ellsworth and Westby, two of the best cheese curds in the world. But um, So here's what we're doing. We're going around. We're talking to farmers. We're talking to people involved in the agriculture industry writ large. And we're asking them what worked in the farm bill and asking them what needs improvement and how can we make this better. So right now we're not throwing around any proposals. We're doing the responsible thing of speaking to the folks who are affected by the farm bill every single day. We're going to gather all this data. We're going to go out to California next. I did talk to GT, and we'll make sure you're looped in on this. So the chairman of the Agriculture Committee agreed to come to the state of Wisconsin to hold one of these listening sessions with us, which is going to be awesome. So we're going around the country collectively as the, the members of the Agriculture Committee, and we're just listening to people to begin with. How long will you have these listening sessions because the farm bill's due in 2023, and uh, will, we, will we get it done? What's your feeling of when Mr. Thompson wants to start actually holding hearings in Washington with the committee to advance some kind of proposal? So these listening sessions, and I just did air quotations, are we are accepting testimony from folks, so they don't have to fly out here to D.C. initially. So these listening sessions, we're actually gathering stuff to make sure that we can start the proposal process. So I think GT wants to get this thing out by September initially, and that should be good to go. Um, 
But yeah, these listening sessions are not just that. We accept written testimony during these these uh, sessions. So we're 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 working on two fronts. It's the initial gathering stuff, and then as we get it in, we're doing the analytical process of understanding how can we apply what folks are saying are good and what need improvement to the existing farm bill. Because we're not going to change things just to change things. We're going to change them to make them better. And I think I really wish more of the government would do that. Because um, sometimes it just seems like they, they want to change something to have a new name. Uh, but we're not going to do that. GT is an incredibly pragmatic manager. That's exactly what he's talking about. He has a, a very deep and abiding understanding of farming. I'm just really happy to be on that committee, man. Hey, another committee you're on, Congressman, is the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, which uh, for our part of the country is very, very important along the Mississippi River here. We've got ports that are every bit as busy as places like Miami. Lock and dams are an issue. Dredging the Mississippi River is an issue. You got your hands full. What kind of thing proposals are you looking forward to put forth on that committee? I'm on three subcommittees under transportation and infrastructure. The first one is water resources and the environment. Those are the guys that supervise the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, Army Corps of Engineers, and I specifically wanted to get on that committee because we go from Pierce County, that's Lock 3, is up there just about across from the cities, all the way down to Grant County, that's Lock 11, it's uh, across from Dubuque, Iowa. So we have all these locks and dams inside the inside are in my congressional district, and they're woefully uh, maintained. Uh, so we've got to make sure they work, and this is why uh, we ship a tremendous amount of our grain uh, up and down the Mississippi River. And if those locks and dams aren't working, we can't move our goods. So it doesn't matter how much uh, we grow in a field; if you can't get it to a market, it might as well rot out there. So it's pointless. So the the second. Um, subcommittee I'm on is highways and transit. So you've got to, again, you've got to get grain to a market and our highways and our uh, roads, we need, they need to be maintained better. And that is true. We need some better roadways. Thank you so much, Bob, for meeting with Derek Van Orden, talking about the locks and dams, the roadways. I know I'm, you hit certain areas and oof, I know Clark County, there's this one highway. I won't say which one it is. But it is one, I mean, you just hit those bumps of those potholes from the winter, and it's like, bam, bam, on your car, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine being a semi-driver or any kind of, you know, hauler and hitting those. That's just got to, that's got to hurt. But thank you so much. That'll be up on the podcast a little after about 6.30, quarter to 7. We'll have that up for you. But we've got to keep moving along here. We've got your morning markets. Rocky Olson will be joining us next here on Wax. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Chippewa Egg Solution. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're at 5.30 on this Monday morning. Rocky Olson joins us now. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So you got the snowblower gassed up and you got the shovels ready to go and ice skates ready? Uh, I think I'll hold off and just make sure in case it don't come. Ah, I see. You're you're one of those procrastinators, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's one, not... once in a while they say that, and it's a lot less than they say. So I'm hoping it's going to continue that. Oh, way. I I kind of hope it goes north or somewhere else, or goes back west. Yep. Yep. Just We're stays... just getting a lot of a lot of the snow and ice, kind of kind of getting some of that to go away. But I guess hey, the way it goes. Yeah. Hey, we we live in Wisconsin. It's only February. That's right. All right. Well, we don't want to skate around too much, I guess. Catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock? 
Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we sold 2,250 head last week. Markets were strong all the way through. Uh, on the fed cattle trade, high choice and prime Holstein steers 139 to 152, select and low choice 125 to 138. Choice beef steers and heifers from 140 to 158. Uh, market cows strong, high yielding from 85 all the way up to 98 on the cows. Uh, most of the other cows trading from 75. 84 to 84 market bulls high yielding 93 all the way up to a dollar 13 organic market cows sold every monday mostly 121 to 140 uh, newborn holstein bull calves uh, mostly from 100 to 215 per head your beef cross calves 150 to 400 uh, just note mondays and thursdays have been the strongest bull calf markets uh, this week at premier tuesday special feeder cattle auction also selling bred beef cows uh, if you're bringing bread beef cows need to have them to the barn on Monday night or before uh, 9 o'clock a.m. on Tuesdays. We're expecting 800 to 1,000 head. Uh, full early listings on our website. They're usually updated pretty much hourly. Uh, then uh, Wednesday we're going to have a special dairy cattle auction. Lots of exceptional loads of parlor freestall cows. Auction also features a top load of registered Holstein cows uh, from Todd Stanick. Deep pedigreed fancy kind there. Also coming up uh, next week on Tuesday we'll have two dairy sales. Tuesday Wednesday next week, but Tuesday's our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, if you're buying or selling dairy heifers, uh, comes around once a month, a very good auction to be doing that in. Uh, call with those consignments. Uh, like I said, uh, a lot more detailed information on sales schedules, detailed market reports, updated daily uh, at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget spring machinery auction coming up March 24th. Uh, looking to be a very very, very large auction. Today is the last day to get to get uh, the better commission rate on your large equipment. So if you have some equipment that you're thinking, hey, I was going to bring that over, uh, you want to see a little better rate, get that consigned today. Uh, give us a call. So uh, other than that, uh, that's the way it shaped up, Kristen. And uh, good. I guess we're going to battle through the week. Yep, we're going to battle through it. Now, when people are moving cattle, they should maybe leave a little early, extra time, hauling cattle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just Excellent. use your head. That's all we got to do. So. All right. Well, we will catch you tomorrow morning then. Okay. Thanks a lot. All Bye. right. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock this morning. And now it's actually time. We're going to find out exactly how much snow we're supposed to get. Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike D'Andrea is with us now. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Well, I'm enjoying this weather this morning. Uh, this morning, yeah. Yes, so you know you caught that. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be enjoying it the rest of the week, are you? Uh, today I'm okay. Cloudy, a little bit of breeze, you know, pretty snow. Yeah, we'll have that uh, clipper system rolling through today. That'll bring, we'll just call it that pretty snow. Maybe even some rain mixing in with it, too, as we do climb to the upper 30s for our highs. But it will be pretty breezy, especially going into tonight. Now, that comes out ahead of our next weather maker, which tomorrow we may even start off with a good bit of sunshine. However, we'll see those clouds roll in into the afternoon. Highs only into the low to mid-20s, and by the latter half of the afternoon, that's where we'll start to see that snow moving in. For today, maybe an inch to two inches for most of us, maybe an isolated three inches uh, towards the Highway 8 corridor and north of that. But for us, again... 
the bigger impacts come going into tomorrow and last through Thursday. Now, it is a little early to say just how much we'll see by the time it's all said and done, but one thing that uh, we can say with some pretty high confidence is that some of these impacts will be rather substantial. Otherwise, that snow lasting us through Tuesday into Wednesday and possibly even to Thursday as well. And another impact out of this will be that blowing snow, being that this will be lighter and powdery, and that will create some visibility concerns, especially going into Wednesday and Thursday. Otherwise, mostly cloudy Thursday night as those snow showers start to taper off. Lows dipping below zero. Then Friday will be back into the teens for our daytime highs, so cooling it off quite a bit to close out the work week. But then this weekend, we do warm it back up a little closer to average. Partly sunny on Saturday, highs into the upper 20s, and mostly sunny on Sunday, highs into the low 30s. Another thing, too, we do have that winter storm watch lasting us from Tuesday at 6 o'clock until Thursday at 6 o'clock, both p.m., Otherwise, right now we have some clouds rolling in and a temperature of 11 degrees in Eau Claire. So do you have a snowblower or a shovel? I do have both. So in other words, you are volunteering to help anybody in the listening area snowblow. Don't you uh, put words (laughs) in my mouth, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just thought it would be a nice gift. You know, hey, I'll come out and help. It would be, but I, I need to focus my time on giving you the accurate forecast, True. right? True. I see how that is. Yeah, so that that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I like that excuse. <laughs> Mine is going to be, oh, I only have a shovel, you know, and oh, yeah. you know, my back gets sore. So. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, Bosold is out in California. I don't think it's fair that he's missing this. Yeah, I think he's going to have to come back and shovel some driveways. I think so. I think we should volunteer him. <laughs> Voluntell him. Sounds good. Well, thanks for the update. We're in that watch. Starting, does that start tomorrow then, that watch? Yeah, tomorrow night at 6. Okay. Sounds good. Have a great day. Keep us updated. All right. Will do. You have a good one. You too. There he goes. Skyborn 13 meteorologist Mike D'Andrea this morning. 11 degrees right now. Looking for a high, 37. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time that... Ooh, I got a little mixed up there. It's that time of the morning to check in with our our news. Morgan McCarthy joins us now. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the news today? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start in Ladysmith, where a fire turned deadly and now is under investigation as firefighters are looking for the cause of a weekend fire that killed a woman. It happened heading into the weekend as crews found the woman inside of the home. Investigators say it looks like she died in the fire, though it remains under investigation. In Green Bay, we head to the court where an accused murderer will need a new lawyer. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster tells us more. Taylor Shaw Business's lawyer, unsurprisingly, asked to be removed from the case on Friday. Shaw Business attacked her lawyer in court last week, landing at least one elbow to his head during a hearing on whether she's competent enough to stand trial. Shaw Business is accused of strangling her boyfriend during a day of meth-fueled sex, then cutting his body into pieces. She was supposed to go on trial in May, but that's likely not going to happen now. I'm John DeMaster. Well, a Wisconsin-based sanitation company has been hit with a million and a half dollar fine for employing underage teens. The Department of Labor hit Packers Sanitation Services with a fine for employing teens as young as 13 to clean plants across the country. A PSSI is one of the largest meatpacking plant companies in the country. At least three of the teens suffered chemical burns while cleaning the plants.
As we look to other headlines, it seems Eau Claire might be getting more federal money and what to do with that. Well, that'll be up for debate as leaders tackle that issue. Vice President of Eau Claire City Council, Emma Berge, said during her State of the City speech that both Republican lawmakers and Governor Tony Evers are talking about sending more shared revenue to local governments, though no one knows how much money could be coming from Madison. She says it will help in this state. Uh, money will come as leaders continue to look at creating a $25 wheel tax. They'll tackle that at tomorrow's meeting. As we stay on the political stage, State Senator Pat Tastin of Stevens points as Republicans on the legislature's Joint Finance Committee believe the spending in Governor Evers' proposed budget is unsustainable. Take a peek. We've proven in the past that we can find common ground, although if we're going to get into who can spend more, the governor or the Republican legislature, the governor's going to win that battle nine times out of ten. And that back and forth will continue as they craft the budget in the weeks ahead. Moving away from that political stage, shall we slowly back out of the room? Isn't she lovely as Miss America returns to her Wisconsin roots? 20-year-old Grace Stanky was in Madison over the weekend for a gala there, and she met with the governor who was presented with a certificate of recognition for her time as Miss Wisconsin. She was crowned Miss America last December. How about that all-star game? Team Giannis defeating Team LeBron, 184 to 175 in the 2023 NBA All-Star Game. This was in Salt Lake City. Let's hear a little bit from Giannis, shall we? You know, we've always, you know, kind of brought the best out of each other. Um, So, you know, it was a normal day for us to just... Millions of people watching um, on one of the biggest stage, so just had a little fun with it. Go Bucks! And it's not a casual Friday, but a new study says Americans are ditching those ties and suits at the office. Hawaii came up with the casual Friday trend back in the 90s. It quickly spread to California and then the rest of the country. But COVID may have made that once-a-week office perk a daily occurrence. Businesswire.com says 53% of everyday business wear is now casual. They say 43% of us wear jeans to work, 20% show up in flip-flops, and 16% wear yoga pants to the office. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Not so much casual as Carhartt when you're doing those chores, though. And we head back to the barn with Kristen Smith and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're almost quarter to the 6 o'clock hour. And we've got to check in with those morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go on Friday? Three to 600 pound beef steers, $1.40 to 201 Six to 900 pound beef steers, $1.35 to $1.97. Three to 600 pound beef heifers, $1.25 to $1.66. Six to 900 pound beef heifers, $1.20 to $1.68. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers ninety five to a dollar forty eight. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers eighty five to a dollar thirty six. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March third. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the morning. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Stratford Equity Barn joins us now. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you. I suppose, of course, the big topic of conversation this morning has been the the prognosticated weather. So I guess uh, we'll deal with that when it gets here. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, the market uh, market week is, is on as usual. So why don't we just give the folks an update what's going to be happening this week here at Stratford? Sounds good, Jerry. Take it away. 
Kristen, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Like I said, uh, full marketing week on tap here uh, this week at Equity Stratford. Of course, we do get started this morning, uh, bright and early this morning, uh, with market cattle. Overnight delivered cattle will be, of course, sold first. Uh, we do sell conventional market-type cows today, and we sell um, also fed cattle, bulls. Baby calves will be at 1130 today. Tomorrow, Tuesday, busy day on tap tomorrow. We do have a hay auction scheduled for tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Uh, already consigned, we do have small squares of third crop for that uh, sale tomorrow, as long as also consignments of round bales. So that'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy auction. Uh, and followed by the uh, market auction tomorrow, and of course every Tuesday we do feature organic cows, along with the conventional type market cattle, and of course the organic market very, very strong. As everybody knows, uh, last week a lot of these good quality organic cows were selling from 130 all the way to 146, so very strong market there. Wednesday, uh, on tap Wednesday, will be a full marketing day on Wednesday with, uh, of course, selling market cows, fed cattle, we do sell most of our fed cattle on Wednesday, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, uh, feeder cattle sale uh, at 12.30 this uh Start time this week on the feeder sale. We advanced consignments for the feeder sale already this week do include. We got a very fancy set of black Angus cattle. They're going to be fully vaccinated. They're going to weigh around six fifty seven hundred. Uh, we also have a consignment, another consignment of those very fancy thirty started Holstein bull calves. They're going to weigh around thirty five one seventy five off of milk and everything. So those are some of the early consignments for Wednesday. Thursday auction scheduled start at eleven o'clock. Market auction baby calves and of course everything this week is going to be kind of. We'll see how the weather progresses this week, but uh, uh, so I guess the uh, word to wise is uh, just a brief look at last week. Very strong markets on most all uh, classes last week. Of course, the uh, strongest market on the bull calves was on, is on the Monday auction, so we folks got bull calves to sell or calves to sell. Probably a better day this today than later in the week, depending upon the weather. So we'll see how things go, and I uh, also want to mention uh, if you folks are planning on attending the annual equity district meetings in this area, they uh, would like you to uh, pre-register uh, at the main office uh, before March 1st so they have an idea about how many people are coming for the lunch. So you can do that. Just go on the equity website, and they've got a, a link you can click on there or a toll-free number. So anyway, Kristen, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to update what is transpiring on the markets. And like I said, probably uh, uh, we can't, uh, we don't know how much snow we're going to get. But right now, all sales will be on schedule, and we'll see what happens later on in the week. And uh, you enjoy the day, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning to see what's happening here today at Equity Stratford. Sounds good, Jerry. And if I don't talk to you, have a safe week. Yeah, we'll try to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, one guy told me, he says, well, he says that that uh, Valentine's Day present I bought for my wife is finally going to come into use. And I said, what's that? He's a new snow shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's going to be sleeping out in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good possibility. Uh, Kristen, you have a nice day. You too. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. For the next couple of weeks, we are going to go to disease school with Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And uh, we've got the, the big A's to deal with the next couple of weeks. Let's start with anthracnose. And, Dan, what's, uh, what's the latest update on that? How serious is that still around the area? Bob, it's uh, really important to consider some of the new genetics for resistance. Uh, anthracnose has many different races. Uh, we have in alfalfa had resistance to races one and two for quite a few years, and it's held up. But more recently, a new race of the disease has developed and spread around, 
And if we have a variety with resistance to the old races, it doesn't help us in terms of the disease from the new race. So it is really important to get new genetics. Uh, it's come out in the last two or three years to get resistance to this. We're calling it race five. Uh, there was a race uh, three and four, but they're not uh, very prominent. So in the past, we've needed resistance to races one and two, and now we need resistance to races one, two, and five. From some of the trials that have been run around uh, the state, the loss from this new race can be as much as 25% of the yield. Uh, anthracnose is a summer disease. Uh, it causes the diamond-shaped lesions on the stem, uh, but it does reduce growth greatly. And, uh, in fact, we can even have some plants dying from it uh, since this is a fairly severe uh, race of the disease. The main thing is to be aware that the genetics of the disease has changed and therefore the genetics of the variety we plant needs to be different than five or more years ago. So do get uh, uh, one of the newer varieties. Uh, do plant uh, the variety with resistance to race five as well as race one and two. And, uh, you know, it isn't going to hit everybody all the time, but uh, everybody's going to have some anthracnose and... Uh, if not every year, at least uh, quite frequently, because that's a very common disease here across the state. So, again, uh, do consider that the disease has a new race. Uh, do consider that we need new genetics to fight that race 5 anthracnose, and uh, do plant that to uh, help keep your alfalfa yields up. Very good. Very interesting. Anthracnose, race five now upon us. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa. And thank you again, Bob, on that Alfalfa Update program. Now, one last look at our morning markets. We've got your March corn up a penny at 677. Your March oats up a fraction at 363. March beans up a fraction at 1527. March soybean meal down 30 cents at 491 10 a ton. March wheat up a fraction at 765. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 641 for corn. Baldwin's is at 633 for corn, 1458 for beans. Durand is at 628 and 1452. Mondovi is at 633 for corn, 1457 for beans. Elmwood is at 633 and 1462. Fall Creek is at 619 and 1437. Osseo is at 638 and 1462. Wheat and Grain and Chippewa Falls, 623 for corn, 1462 for beans. And in Connorsville, they're at 623 for corn, 1457 for beans. Elk Mount is at 629 and 1463. Sparta is at 623 and 1452. Ellsworth is at 609 for corn, 1409 for beans. Northside and Loyal is at 627 and 1461. And in Arcadia, they're at 640 for corn, 1463 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyce Hills at 641. Stanley at 633. New Richmond at 625. On the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at 154 and three quarters. 
blocks were unchanged at a dollar eighty-eight, and your double A grade butter was down four and a half cent to two thirty-seven and a half. And your class three futures for February down two at seventeen ninety. March up a penny at seventeen sixty-five. April down six at seventeen eighty-three. May down six at eighteen twenty-eight. June down a nickel at eighteen seventy-eight. And the markets were downward trending into the fall. Today is President's Day, so the markets will be closed. And it's National FFA Week, so get out there, support your local FFA chapters. And if you're in the Loyal area or see two individuals, we've got Greg Coleman'sberger from Loyal Birthday today and my mother, Valora Rail. Happy birthday to her. She'll be out and about this morning, so if you see him, say happy birthday. It's Monday. Get out and enjoy the day before that winter storm watch takes effect tomorrow afternoon. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.